everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Bros Football Podcast. I'm Bobby Sylvester, joined as always by Mike Tagliere. We're on Twitter at Bobby Fantasy Pro and at Mike Tagliere NFL. Tags, how's it going, man? It's going. I, I got to say that it, it feels good to be back. It feels weird that we didn't have an episode last week, but I am I'm stoked to be doing this episode. I, uh, I also have a short story to tell about Bobby. Bobby, could you give me a moment to do that? Yeah, go for it, man, as long as it's not too embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not embarrassing. It just highlights Bobby's personality in person. So we had a family get-together with Fantasy Pros, so everybody kind of got together, hanging out, right? And these two little boys, they're like maybe six and eight, like six to eight years old in that territory. They walk over to Bobby, and mind you, these are one of the employees from Fantasy Pros, their kids, walks over to Bobby, who's holding his daughter, and Bobby's like, oh, you guys got ice cream. What flavor did you get? They both responded, chocolate, and he goes, wrong decision, and just literally just turns around and walks away. <laughs> like, these are little kids, and Bobby, like, totally just put them down for choosing chocolate, and then he came back and discussed chocolate ice cream with them and why it's, like, the worst thing of all time. I happen to agree with the kids that chocolate is is probably the best of the the main flavors. Hey, man, you got to teach them young. And uh, th- those kids, I was joking around with them all week, so they knew that I was just messing around. That was a lot of fun, man, except... Traveling back home, I, of course, caught a cold. That's what happens when you travel. So everyone, pardon my voice. Uh, Now, Tags and I are going to do our first mock draft show of the season. That means we're going to be using our draft wizard tool, which you guys have probably seen before and hopefully used for hundreds of drafts because it is the best preparation, right, Tags? It really is. And this is going to be my first mock draft of the year uh, where it's like I am pretty psyched to be doing this. And granted, things are going to change throughout the offseason, but it's always a good exercise to see, you know, just how much people are valuing uh, the results from 2018 going into 2019, which players that we feel better about, feel worse about. And we're going to talk about a little a few of those things because I'm sure that some people are going to be like, why didn't you reach for this player why didn't why did you reach for that player uh and we'll, we'll go through that as we kind of go through this mock draft and it's going to be interesting to see how the rosters play out just because of like you know the high scoring quarterbacks now but there's it's just so deep at the position tight ends where do they go and uh, you know these mock drafts really do help you out once it comes you know time to actually draft for your league so i'm looking forward to doing it man so i do want to clarify something tags just lied to you all he said he's this is his first mock draft that's not true He's done like 200 because he got so sick of being beat by me in these mock drafts every single episode last season. So he's like totally prepared and he's going to whoop me. I really haven't done any yet. No, I, I really haven't. I'm preparing for a mock draft. Uh, I like to do the actual NFL draft. You know, like there's obviously a lot of things going on in the NFL right now. We have free agency coming up. And uh, that's what I'm saying. A lot of these depth charts are going to shake up. Things with the draft are going to happen. It's going to shake up things again. Uh, but as of right now... This is our first mock draft, and I'm going to beat you again because I think I ended last year on quite the win streak. Yeah, I think you won like two games in a row, which is a really long win streak for you. So let's see if you can keep it going or uh, if I'm just going to, you know, start trying again and dominate you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we will get into the settings here in just a minute. Uh, There are no rookies. Tags talked about the mock drafts, Uh, the real NFL draft that we're all getting ready for. Um, We're not going to be drafting rookies today. Now, we do have those in our ranking systems if you want to take a look. But for now, we don't really know where the team, what teams they're going to be on, what the situations are going to be. So we're just going to draft based on what we do know. Uh, With that said, we're going to get to the draft in just a second. I want to tell you about an opportunity we have thanks to DraftKings. If you're hyped for the big game, well, get ready because we've got yet another way to add some excitement to football's biggest day. Thanks to our partnership with DraftKings, you can get a free entry into the big game contest where first place takes home $1 million and $3 million in total prizes are on the line. Here's how you play. Create a DraftKings account and make your first deposit of $5 or more. You instantly receive a free entry. It's a $10 value for the big game contest. 
Watch your team rack up points and compete for first place. To play, go to fantasypros.com slash DraftKings. Again, that's fantasypros, all one word, dot com slash DraftKings. Make sure to act fast. The contest locks at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, February 3rd. All right, Tags, you ready to get into this, man? We are, yeah, and we're going to, just so you guys know listening, uh, if you're not watching on our YouTube video, we're actually recording a YouTube video so that you guys can see these tools in action. You can actually see what we see when you guys do go to draftwizard.com. So so what happens is we're going to do a 2019 draft, obviously. We're going to do PPR. It is going to be a snake format. We're going to randomize our draft positions. So Bobby and I, neither of us have a heads up on the other. You'll see on the video, I'm going to click randomize when we do this. Uh, the roster positions we have, we're going to start one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, two flex spots, and five bench spots. We're not going to do defense or kicker. Nobody's going to stick around to listen to those. They want to hear late round sleepers, right? So we're going to get to those. Uh, Bobby, are you ready to click randomize? I am ready, and uh, that's the real reason that we're doing video is so that you can all make sure the tags <laughs> is not cheating. Here we go. Randomize. That's going through. I am sixth. I'm picking sixth. I got third, so I'm going to win. You probably are going to win. I mean, six, I mean, sixth is not the worst position to draft with the way that I've kind of see things playing out, but I would definitely take third over six, though. I think third is probably the best pick to be. Uh, first is really good um, because, you know, Todd Gurley is, at least from what we know now, far and away ahead of everyone else. Now, who knows if C.J. Anderson is going to, like, actually be their starter next year. I doubt it. I think Todd Gurley is the 1-1 again. Um, with that said... Um, you know, picking third, you've got Gurley, Barkley, Elliott, whichever one falls, you are sitting pretty and Barkley did fall to me. It went Gurley and then Zeke. And now I get Saquon Barkley tags. Who do you get? I'm surprised you're not taking Christian McCaffrey there. I love Christian McCaffrey, but not over Barkley, man. Oh, you know what? It is full PPR. I forgot it was full PPR. I might have gone McCaffrey knowing that. Well, Barkley went 1-1 in my draft, so I knew that I was going to have no chance of getting him. And in mine, even though it is PPR, you had five running backs come off the board for me straight. So it's like, if I don't take a running back here, I know I'm going to be behind the eight ball, and I'm probably going to be drafting someone like Joe Mixon as my RB1. And it's not to say that he's like a terrible pick, but I really don't want to start my draft off that way. I think I'm going to play it safe here. I'm going to take Melvin Gordon uh, over the wide receivers just because I feel like there's going to be other wide receivers I'll be comfortable with in the second round, whereas I just don't think I'm going to feel comfortable with the running backs in the second round. Yeah, I, I there's a couple of running backs I really like in the second round. Um, I really want a tight end in the second with Kelsey, Ertz, or Kittle because after that it's kind of a train wreck. Um, Mahomes actually hasn't gone in my draft. I guess you get another pick before me, but I want to mention this. Tags, I'm looking right now at pick number 22 and Mahomes is still on the board. I'm not interested, but that's not going to happen in most of your leagues. Somebody is going to be a bonehead and take him in the first round. The reason that it's not going to happen in this draft is because we are actually drafting against expert fantasy rankings and nobody here is crazy enough to actually have him in their top 12. Now get used to Mahomes going off the board that early and don't be the sucker that does it, right, Ted? Yeah, I believe that Mahomes in, in most drafts, and I think that even in some expert leagues, you're going to see him go in the top three rounds. In expert leagues, really? I do. I actually believe that some people are going to reach for him the way that, I mean, I saw people reach for Peyton Manning the year after he broke the record. So, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, but I just don't believe that Mahomes, like, I know he's going to progress as his career goes, but I don't think those numbers are going to stand up. Like, someone was actually talking about it. Well, the numbers might stand up, but everyone else is 
you know, also passing for 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards almost. Well, right. And that's the thing. But someone actually, I'm going to be looking at this in the offseason, going through the splits in the first and second half of the season. But over Mahomes' final eight games, I mean, his his pace was much lower. It was more in line with like someone like an Aaron Rodgers over the course of his career. So I, I do believe that he's going to fall back a little bit. I, I'm not taking him in the first three rounds. I mean, if he, we got to the fourth round, I'd consider him. But yeah, I'm with you on this one. Do not, do not fall for that. So, so who are you taking in the second round? Is uh, Le'Veon Bell there? Uh, so Le'Veon Bell's not there. Joe Mixon is available. That's c- kind of who I thought would be there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is all. Or Le'Veon Bell is gone. David Johnson's there. I, you know, I'm really curious about this Arizona offense. I I tend to not much upside, man. I, there is some upside here, and they like t- uh, so the new head coach there. He typically uses his running backs a lot in the passing game, which is a big plus for David Johnson. But when you don't have an offensive line and you don't have a quarterback, which that's kind of what it looks like for him right now. Not to say that Josh Rosen can't take a step forward, but I want running backs who are tied to high-scoring offenses. So I personally have Aaron Jones as someone that I would probably take over him right now. So Aaron Jones is available, but but the wide receivers are going to get thin. And again, this is a PPR format. PPR wide receivers are typically worth a little bit more than they would be in a standard format. The top receivers on my board as of right now, it would be Tyreek Hill, and A.J. Green. Uh, those are the ones I'm choosing between. Juju Smith-Schuster is available, but he doesn't belong in that conversation as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to go ahead and take my top wide receiver here, and I'm just going to get a potential league winner in Tyreek Hill. I didn't think that I'd ever draft him. Who was the number one receiver in 2018 in fantasy? Was it Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams? Oh, it was Devontae Adams. And if Devontae Adams was available, I would I would take him. He's actually the number one wide receiver on my draft board uh, this year. Okay. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, I like the pick, man. Um, I don't have the option of going Tyreek Hill at this point. I've got uh, my boy Dalvin Cook, who I would love to get, but two of the tight ends are gone. That leaves me George Kittle, and it's not a reach to get Kittle. Like if you look at ECR, uh, which is expert consensus rankings, he's number 22. It's pick number 22, so it's not a reach. Maybe Dalvin Cook will be there. Let's look at pick predictor. Everyone knows I love this tool. 92% chance Dalvin Cook is gone in five picks when I pick next, but 85% Kittle's gone. Got to get my tight end. I'm going with Kittle, and hopefully I can get Juju or Aaron Jones. Maybe one of them will drop. If not, I'm probably going with Mike Evans. Yeah, no, that's, it's a weird spot. Like when you're at that three hole, it's, you know, as the draft, once the draft happens and once free agency takes place, you're going to see, it seems like every single year where the reason that I think everybody likes picking in the first three picks, because you're going to get three of the top, you know, 27 players or 26 players, whatever it is. And that's usually like the cutoff line. That's where the drop off is. Yeah, it really, it really feels like that's the way it is every year. Like there's the elite at every position and you're going to get three elite players uh, from whatever position you want. So um, getting a, an elite tight end there at the late second early third that's that's just beautiful yep and uh you're gonna be jealous tags dalvin cook didn't drop to me neither did juju or mike evans but aaron jones is still sitting there of course he is because bobby has the best luck when it comes to these mock drafts (laughs) it's killing me smalls all right man so i'm obviously taking aaron jones but let me ask you this okay Mm -hmm. let's say aaron jones was taken Juju's still on the board i know you're not as high as i am on juju but say juju's on the board amari cooper ty hilton keenan allen and then Patrick Mahomes, and then the running backs, Leonard Fournette, Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack. Who are you taking? This is kind of like a dead zone. If if Aaron Jones had not fallen to me, I would have gone Juju, 
But after that, I feel like there's a pretty big drop off. I feel like Fournette's going to be undervalued this year. Uh, I I feel like he's someone over under eight games. <laughs> that's the question, right? Can he stay healthy? And I mean, he he's a guy that seems like he's got some growing up to do, and he he had to sit down with the front office, so it appears that he's going to be staying in Jacksonville. The concerns about the offense are real, but that defense is still really good. Uh, they had a lot of injuries on the offensive line this year. I would imagine they're going to either draft a quarterback, sign one in free agency, or they're going to simply not address the position. Nick Foles, baby. Yeah, it, he's a possibility, uh, but I still think that they should continue adding to that offensive line because the bread and butter should be running the football. And I'm a little concerned in that, that there was not a coaching change there because I just feel like they continue running into a brick wall. Uh, but I do think Fournette is a, one of those rare guys where you can count on when he's playing, he gets 20 touches a game, and that's something you can't find later in drafts. So if Fournette falls out of the second round, he's a steal. He's a steal in the third round. All right, so I am taking Aaron Jones. Who are you going with here in the third round? So mine, it comes down to some running backs. You have Sony Michelle there, Marlon Mack. Those guys are would be towards the top of my board. Those would be probably the next ones. But I feel like if I don't grab Amari Cooper here, I'm going to regret it. Like I, I actually love how Bobby does this too. And it's like, if you go to pick predictor on the draft wizard, you can see what the chances are that some of these players fall. So Sony, there's a 78% chance that he's drafted, which I, I, I fully expect him to be. If, if he's there, awesome. I'll take him in the fourth, but Amari 99% T Y Hilton, 99%. Those are the, those are the top two wide receivers available to me right now. I would definitely take Amari over T Y Hilton. And the, yeah, it, the reason I'm doing that is because it's a PPR. If it was a standard format, I would, it would be a little bit closer. Closer for me. I think the two are hand in hand. I think they both, I just think that Amari is going to come with more reception upside because I do think that the Colts are going to address the wide receiver position, whether it be draft or free agency. They need to add someone opposite T.Y. Hilden. He's getting a little bit older. So I'm going to go with the rising talent here and I'm going to take Amari Cooper to go with Tyreek Hill. I'm looking at the draft board right now, Tags, and there is one team that is just killing it right now. They've got Le'Veon Bell, Michael Thomas, Marlon Max, Stephon Diggs. I like that team a lot. I don't like the Le'Veon Bell pick. I mean, as of right now, I mean, if you are part of a league that that drafts before you find out where Le'Veon Bell signs, I'm sorry, like like best ball, right? When I was out of town last week and Le'Veon Bell, I did a best ball draft. And Le'Veon Bell, I won't touch him. Like I, I started to think about it. Like when's the first time that I would draft him? I think the third round is where I would probably draft him. No way. I am not kidding. So you're telling me you'd rather draft David Johnson than him? I would right now. And the reason I'm saying that is because you're taking the risk that he does not play football in 2019. Because why would he not play football? Because he has said that if he does not get the money he wants, that he will retire. And oh. Boo, no way. I didn't think that he would he would walk away from the money he did this year, but he did. So I have to take that realistically. He is getting older. There's no way anyone's giving him that money. Nobody is that stupid. That's what I'm saying is like, I, I am not prepared to draft him in the first two rounds. I think that's that that's like, I learned my lesson last year. And like, it was something that it was, I had never done. I was always the type where it's like, you know, you, you don't win your league in the first round, first or second round, but you can lose it. And taking Le'Veon Bell at number two, like I did in some drafts, that killed me. And, you know, lesson learned. So now if you're drafting now, if you're doing best ball, don't do that. Like stay away from it. Take a safer pick. Trust me. The best three teams in my league, though, all picked in the first three picks. Gurley, Juju, and AJ Green. And then the next team called Ezekiel 2517 is Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Mike Evans. That team's loaded. And then obviously my team, which is the greatest team ever. The greatest team ever. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, man. What is your number four pick? My number four pick, I, I feel like I should be going back to the running back position because the wide receivers have gotten to the point where it's a bunch of guys that, you know, they're fine. There are a lot of slot receivers. You have Cooper Cup there. You have uh, Doug Baldwin, Jarvis Landry, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore. I don't really feel confident with them. I don't want to take them in the fourth round. So I'm probably going to go back to running back here. I'm looking to carry on Johnson. He's someone that he was emerging as the year went on. The only concern with him is that I don't think he's a league winner. I don't think that he's someone that you're going to draft and you're going to be like, I got to steal in the fourth round with on Johnson. And the reason I say that it's not has to do with his talent. It's because of the way that Matt Patricia handles his offense. He doesn't, he, he seemingly does not want a clear cut workhorse. And even if LeGarrette Blunt is gone this off season, I do believe they're going to replace him with another big body running back. I think he's trying to duplicate what they do in new England. Carry on Johnson himself has talked about that he's a timeshare running back. He doesn't want to carry a load. He doesn't want 25 touches a week. And that's, that's never a great thing. The other player I would consider here at running back, I would consider Darius Geis. But the the problem with him, he's coming off the ACL. He had an infection. He had a setback in that. So is he ready for the start of the season? They're expecting him to be. But now we don't know who his quarterback is because Alex Smith, the news came out that Alex Smith is likely to miss the entire 2019 season. So hearing these things, it's like, that offense can go downhill in a hurry, and I don't want to attach myself to that. So I'm going to take carry on Johnson here. It just makes me feel a bit safer. Maybe it'll be Stephen Morris. Stephen Morris. I mean, he's going to play in the AAF, which starts in a few weeks. One of these guys, remember Tommy Maddox back for the Steelers, who was so good in the Arena Football League? <laughs> One of these guys is going to play themselves into a nice NFL contract. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible. It's possible. But yeah, I, I unfortunately will not be watching. I'll be focusing everything I have on the NFL draft and free agency and keeping you guys you know, updated as we go through that. You know you're going to watch it night, man. It's going to be so fun. I mean, it might be on TV and I might just flick it on, but I, I got I to gotta keep the wife happy too. <laughs> so who did you take again? Uh, I took Carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson. Okay, yeah, not a bad pick. Not as good as my next pick because Chris Carson is still available for me. And uh, so what I'm doing here, I don't have any wide receivers, no quarterback, obviously. Running back is very shallow. You've got, I don't know, 17, 18 guys that you can trust. After that, it's just a complete crapshoot. Tight end is even more shallow. You've got three of them. After that, it's a crapshoot. So I want to get three of the top 18 running backs, one of the top three tight ends, and then I'll figure out the rest later. So I've got Barkley, Aaron Jones, and now Chris Carson, who was just a monster at the end of the year. He really was. He was, I mean, he was, I mean, if you were able to make it to the playoffs, I mean, he was potentially a league winner for you. Uh, during the fantasy playoffs, there was nobody hotter than he was from weeks 14 through 16. So, Well, Derrick Henry, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm really curious. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks back, and I, I think it's a realistic possibility that we see either Chris Carson or Rashad Penny traded away. I, I don't think that they can continue to, to put those two out there because you drafted Penny with a first-round selection. You don't draft a guy in the first round if you're not going to give him a, a big part of the workload, and they didn't. You know, Mike Davis was playing... A, alongside of him. Mike Davis was the one catching passes out of the backfield, but Chris Carson's looked too good not to play. So I don't know which way they go, but I don't see any way. If they trade Penny, what do they get? A third round pick? I mean, there was a supposedly someone that was trying to call them immediately after they drafted him to trade for him. I don't know what team that was supposedly was. I don't know if it was the Bucks. Maybe they felt, you know, they 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 reached for Ronald Jones because they felt like they wanted him. Maybe it was the Lions. I, I it's hard for me to say, but I would imagine 
a guy with like no tread on his tires. Like, well, I mean, he did in college, but in his, in his rookie year, when he did play, he flashed. So I would, I would guess that there's probably a team out there willing to give a second round pick because they have him on a relatively cheap contract. Tags, I just saw on the draft board, somebody took Damian Williams in the second round. Oh yeah. That's, do you think he's going to be the starter in Kansas city? That's happening, man. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be the starter. I still believe that they're going to add a running back. It's the question is who, because uh, Spencer wears a free agent and they're not going to walk into the season with just Damian Williams. So they're going to add somebody. There's going to be some, he doesn't seem like a 16 game three down back type to me. That's, that's what you draft with the, you know, 18th pick of the draft, not Damian Williams. Yeah, he was taken at 2-6 in mine, ahead of Joe Mixon, ahead of David Johnson, ahead of Aaron Jones. That's just crazy. No way I would do that. I, I would have taken Chris Carson over Damian Williams. If you want to take him like late third, beginning of the fourth, that's probably, he's not going to last there, but that's where I'd probably feel comfortable. Like, but no way, no, no way I would touch him there. So if you're on YouTube, and by the way, it's youtube.com slash fantasy pros is our channel. And if you can subscribe, really helps us out because we're trying to grow that channel. It's kind of a new thing. If you're watching this, you'll see on my screen, there's a, a button here called high draft players. When I click on that, it's going to show me only the guys who are available. So I'm looking at the top ECR guys. It's Doug Baldwin, Jarvis Landry, Yuck Yuck, Andrew Luck. I'm not taking him in the fifth round. And then I've got a running back. By far the best running back on the board. I can't believe he's not gone. I've already got three of them, but we're playing in a league with four running back slots. You've got two flexes. I could take Derrick Henry here and then just figure out the rest later, but then I've also got wide receiver needs and DJ Moore sitting there. I like him. So for me, it's between Moore and Derrick Henry. Let's get creative and see what happens because this is why we do the mock drafts, right, Tags? We figure out if an extreme strategy is going to work or if we hate it and never want to try it again. I'm going to grab my fourth running back here, Derrick Henry, and see what wide receivers are available later when I'm scrambling. I happen to think you're going to regret that one just because we're doing a PPR draft and Derrick Henry just does not catch passes. I mean, Deion Lewis is there. They paid him a handsome you know, salary to stay there and catch passes for them. Uh, there's gonna be- Is there a chance, though, that he's the top seven running back? In PPR, I don't think so. Uh, I just think in PPR, you need to catch, you know, 40 plus passes to get into that territory. And I just don't see Derrick Henry doing it. I don't think that offense is high scoring enough for him to get in there with just touchdowns. Like if it's the Patriots, that's the only way to do it just because you're part of a high scoring offense. And I just don't think Marcus Mariota can lead that team to top six scoring. So Derrick Henry to me in PPR, he's one that drops off quite a bit in standard. I think that he's got a chance to finish top eight, maybe um, with the especially with the way he finished, you know, that offensive line was playing really well. But in PPR, no, I wouldn't. I'm looking right now in PPR with how incredible he was that one week. If you take his last three three games of the season, which is a really small sample size, there's no way he's going to repeat this over a full season. He was just the number four running back behind Carson, Damian Williams, Christian McCaffrey. I think that you're probably right. I don't. I don't think his upside is a top eight PPR running back. That was probably a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. But that's the, that's the exact point, though. Is that that's why mock drafts are so important. Like uh, people ask me, they're like, "How do you dislike a team that you drafted?" I've done it all the time, and it's it happens because it's like you're experimenting with these things, and like you get done, you look at your roster, and you're like, "Eh, I could have done better." And that's why you do these mock drafts. It's just like practicing for a test. And uh, I'm looking at the wide receivers now, and uh, woo. I made the wrong call. <laughs> We've got the revert pick button. If you're doing a mock draft and you want to go back, you can do it. Tags and I don't allow that, though, because Tags would use it every round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you get two picks now, and you have a lot of catching up to do. Are you going to take a tight end? Because this is where Howard, Ebron, Hunter Henry, David and Joker are going off the board. If you don't get one of them, you're going with, like, Delaney Walker. Good luck. Well, that's the thing. So I'm looking at it, and... 
like the wide receivers, they're getting, I have two of my wide receivers. I have my two starting running backs. I'm looking at the running backs. Darius Geis is still there. I talked about him last round thinking it was a possibility. Um, I am concerned about the offense. Tariq Cohen is available. You know who's available that I'm surprised? The pick predictor is saying that there's only a 7% chance that he's picked. So I'm thinking that I, I'm almost locked in to get him next round if I want him. But I'm going to bring his name up. Jarek McKinnon, has he been forgot about? Like, I was never big on McKinnon. I don't know, man. Matt Breida is really good. But the thing is, Matt Breida was there when they signed McKinnon. And the thing is, like in a PPR format, I feel like McKinnon's a, a juiced-up Tariq Cohen, where it's like he could do more damage, I think, on first and second down. and he's If he's actually recovered well. Yeah, and I mean, if they sign Antonio Brown, obviously that's going to take away a lot of receptions for a lot of players, including George Kittle. But, you know, that... I just find it like because last year, Bobby, people were drafting Jarek McKinnon in the late second, early third round before he got hurt. You're right. And now and they should they should have been. Yeah. And now here I am in the middle of the fifth round and it's like he's there and it's saying that he's probably going to be there in the sixth. So I just wanted to bring that up because I, I feel like it's interesting. I mean, I guess we were talking about guys and how. You know, there's really no reason not to pick him. He's recovering from a big injury, too, and no one's worried about it. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, it's a good call. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at this. And so I have to decide between wide receiver and a tight end because I feel like I can get a running back that I'm okay with next round. So OJ Howard would be the next top uh, tight end on my board. And I have some stats coming out. There's an article I'm doing that will be up on the website uh, in the coming weeks uh, in regards to the best stats from 2018. Uh, And OJ Howard, there's some stats in there on him that basically highlight he is going to be a stud. Uh, Like hands down, there's no question mark. Already is, I think. Just in terms of when he actually plays 16 games. Yep, and now with Arians out there in Tampa, uh, he has never typically used a tight end very heavily, but he's never had a tight end like O.J. Howard, so I'm not going to do that. Oh, I thought you meant Jameis Winston. I was like, Jameis Winston loves the tight end, man. Oh, he does. Well, he always has, and I don't even know if Cameron Brate sticks around with the salary that he has. All right, so I'm looking over at wide receiver. Tyler Boyd, a lot of people would pick him here, and the expert consensus tells me that I should pick him, but Tyler Boyd... Don't do it, Tags. you got to go O.J. Howard. Don't mess this up. I'm not going to go with Tyler Boyd. Just be, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to explain why for a second, just because A.J. Green is coming back, okay? A.J. Green is playing phenomenally. He was probably playing the best season of his career last year. He's playing phenomenal. Uh, obviously, that, you know, his foot injury, that obviously, you know, derailed it. John Ross was one of the least efficient wide receivers. I happen to think it comes down... I think there's a mix, right? Right. John Ross may not be the player that I thought he was going to be, but he is better than people think he is. I went back and watched a lot of the film on him from this past season, like trying to figure out what went wrong. And there were just a lot of missed opportunities in that offense. Like he got open deep a few times, miscommunication between him and Andy Dalton. He was underthrown. He was overthrown. I feel like a change in offense is going to be good for him. I think Tyler Boyd is he he's better than just a guy, but he's not. He's not an elite. There's like five, six guys behind him I'd rather have than Boyd. Yeah, there's. he's not an elite player. You know, Tyler Lockett is another guy on this list. I feel like in PPR, he moves down a little bit. Marvin Jones is there. It's it's a weird territory for wide receivers, and those are the guys that are expected to go. Sammy Watkins, Chris Godwin is expected to go. So it's like I'm looking at all these wide receivers, and I'm like, man, this is really tough. I don't feel great about any of these guys, this is the this is the area of the draft, the fifth round. By the way, last year was like the worst round to pick in. So it kind of explains it for me. Now I'm being put on the spot. So I am going to, oh man. Try to prove me wrong. Go against OJ Howard. Let's see what happens. I'm, you know what? This is so tough. <laughs> I'm going to take OJ Howard. I think Bobby talked me into this one. Like, and, and just do it. Tags is sweating out a fifth round pick on January 29th. <laughs> I think it's terrible. I just took OJ Howard in the fifth round. I don't like it, Bobby. I don't like it at all. I, well, I don't either. But you know what? Your other option was to wait and get 
Uh, Jared Cook? No. Yeah. No, you, you did the right thing. That's why you got to go get one of those top three tight ends in the end of the second round. But Hunter Henry is still here, and I would have been able to draft him. Oh, well, I didn't know that, man. Yeah, that's not good. You you screwed up. You blew it. That's not great. All right, so... How about this? I'll let you hit the revert button if you let me hit the revert button. No, my pick was better than yours. I'll take OJ Howard. Because <laughs> the thing is, is like taking the risk there, like moving down to someone like an Evan Ingram, I don't like that. Rob Gronkowski might retire. Delaney Walker's coming off a bad injury. He's old. There's a lot of question marks. I like Jack Doyle, but Eric Ebron's there. Correct. I mean, that's the thing. And so... Yeah. All right, so now I'm back. It's back to me in the sixth round. Man, would you hurry up? I'm ready to make my pick already. The only wide receivers here that um, I'm debating between is Marvin Jones and Mike Williams. Is Godwin still on your board? Uh, Godwin's gone. He he was taken. If he was there, would you take him over these two? I would. I would. He would definitely be in this conversation. But Mike Evans is still the guy there. Obviously, if I have OJ Howard, that's going to hurt a little bit. I, I mean, if there's a tiebreaker, I'll I'll lean away from the guy that I already have a member of his team, and I already have OJ Howard. So. And who knows if Deshaun Jackson's coming back too? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with Marvin Jones, and I just feel like people are going to forget about him. Like, Kenny Galladay is good. He's really good. And Kenny Galladay might start getting the top cornerback from the opposing team, but we didn't see Marvin Jones too much without Golden Tate. We He very well could see eight-plus targets every game. And as my wide receiver three behind Tyreek Hill and Amari Cooper, I'm confident with that. So I'm going to love my draft, even with Derrick Henry, if I can get the next three guys that I want. I've got either Chris Godwin or Mike Williams here that I need to decide between them a second. Then I'm going to get Dante Pettis, and then after that, Kiki QT. If I can get those three guys, I win. Game over. (laughs) But I have to decide now if I want Chris Godwin or Mike Williams. And I like Mike Williams' talent a lot, but I'm worried about Hunter Henry coming back. Keenan Allen is still there. Melvin Gordon is still there and gets a lot of work in the passing game. And so because of that, I think Mike Williams is a touchdown or bust kind of wide receiver three. I'd rather go with Chris Godwin, who also has, you know, red zone capabilities because his body control is so amazing. I think he takes another big step forward next year with Deshaun Jackson likely gone. And uh, like you mentioned, Bruce Arians going to Tampa Bay. I think this is a great scenario for Chris Godwin to break out. I'm going to grab him now and then let's hope that I can get my next guy, Dante Pettis, baby. Oh, Mike Williams is still there. Let's go. <laughs> okay, you know who I'm picking, and uh, it, it, that's all right. Dante Pettis will be gone next round. Kiki QT at Sand Pick Predictor Sanity will probably be gone, and that sucks too. But you know what? I will take Chris Godwin and Mike Williams all day. I was sitting there debating between Mike Williams and Marvin Jones, and uh, Chris Godwin wasn't even there. So that would have been – those are both good picks. I, I'm not going to fault you for that. Mike Williams was so good, and I, I started going through the Chargers' needs this offseason, and uh, Tyrell Williams is a free agent, so thank God he's going to be off the field because he was playing more snaps than Mike Williams. And Mike Williams, what he did this year on such limited work, limited snaps, it's like Phillip Rivers, you can clearly see he likes him. Uh, but the question is, how much does Hunter Henry affect that? I, st- I happen to think that Mike Williams is going to take a step forward when it comes to yardage. I think he's going to st- step back a little bit when it comes to touchdowns because Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, obviously, are are both phenomenal talents as well. All right, man. So who are you taking? I, by the way, Kiki QT fell to me. Uh, okay. So you remember when I talked about a couple of rounds ago that Jarek McKinnon was someone that was kind of being overlooked? Oh, sure. Yeah, he's still available. So, I mean... It in the seventh round for a guy that you know is coming off an ACL. He's been lightly used throughout his career. He hasn't received too many carries. They they paid him a handsome amount of money. I mean, I haven't heard anything about him getting released. So I'm gonna go ahead and take Jarek McKinnon here. I'm gonna have to assume that he takes on the the one A role where Matt Breida will be involved, but that McKinnon will be the top 
option there. And with Garoppolo coming back, that offense moving better. George Kittle, obviously an option. Teams can't key in on, on Jarek McKinnon. So I'll, I'll take him in a PPR format. I think that's a good call, man. Who are you going uh, with next? Another running back? Uh, so basically, I mean, I know everybody will tell you, don't fill out your starting lineup, you know, just take the best player available. And that's true. But at the same time, you have to look at it and say, okay, this player is going to be a starter for me. Or is, is are we at the point in the draft now where you just say, okay, they're all kind of streaming material. So looking at it, I don't know who the coach is going to be in Miami. Uh, Kenyon Drake is available and I like Kenyon Drake. I just, I, I can't really say it's, it seems, I, I'm not going to speculate on who their coach is going to be because we don't know like surely yet, but it seems like the Patriots defensive coordinator is going to take that job. So Kenyon Drake, James White is available. And this is a PPR format. James White has always been valuable. He's been, I think a top 30 PPR running back for three years straight. And that's despite playing behind guys that always get touchdowns. Tevin Coleman, he's there, but he's a free agent and we have no idea where he's going to land. I'm just going to go and take James White here. He just feels like the safest one in a PPR format. He's going to fill a second. I can't believe he's still available. A second flex spot. Yeah, Kiki QT went one pick in front of him. I still would have taken White over QT because I'll take the guaranteed touches. And Brady is coming back. You know, I've been saying all year that I thought that Brady might retire after this year, but it seems clear, like clear cut. He's coming back. So um, James White should still have plenty of value. If we could redo PPR drafts for 2018 right now, would you take James White in your top 20 picks? Not in my top 20, just because like down the once once Michelle got going and then Burkhead came back, you saw his role decline a little bit. But I mean, he was the number what six PPR running back. Let me take a look. Oh, he finished there. Yeah, well, he carried teams through like the first 10 weeks. Um, but if you were to look over the final six weeks, you know, those numbers t- tailed off a bit. But still, like we thought he was a value last year where he was being drafted. And like, you know, I think it was like the 12th or 13th round because you could use him as like a flex player. Don't expect a league winner, but expect someone that's going to put up top 30 running back numbers. And, you know, it, we just turned out we got a whole lot more. So I'm drafting him as I did last year. He was the number seven running back over the full season in PPR. In the last six weeks, he was still number 19. That's not bad. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're getting a top 30 running back, even with those guys. And we don't know what New England's going to do with Burkhead. Obviously, Sony Michelle's there for the long run, but I think those two make a good, you know, thunder and lightning. So I told you that I, w- I wanted Chris Godwin and then Dante Pettis and Kiki QT. QT is on the board, but I have changed my mind tags. I'm not going with a wide receiver. Uh, pick predictor. I, I try to get too cute all the time, and this has bitten me in the butt, but I'm going for it again. There's a chance QT drops another five picks. If he does, I'm going to celebrate here on the podcast because there's someone that I just can't pass up. Matt Ryan is still there. He's my number three quarterback this year behind Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. He's the only other one I would take in the top 100 picks. I've got to get him while he's still on the board. He was the number two fantasy quarterback this year. Matt Ryan. I mean, I'm, I don't know what to think about the offense there with Dirk Cutter coming back to be the OC. Sarkeesian was good. Is there a better three wide receiver set than Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu? Um, Devonta Freeman coming back. Obviously, he's a good pass catching back. I mean, I don't have an issue with Matt Ryan. I wouldn't put him number three. Um, I feel like he's like... Who do you have number three? Uh, my number three quarterback, let me see, is Andrew Luck. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck is really good, but he was still 27 points behind Matt Ryan this year. And he's got the injury risk. Luck had a brand new offensive coordinator. He had a brand new offense, I should say. He had a year off football. He had no wide receivers. You know, Ryan Grant got hurt, and they had to rely on Dontrell Inman to step up. Uh, Jack Doyle got hurt. 
you know, there was just so many things uh, that luck overcame this year. I just think that I can make the argument for him as a top two quarterback play um, this next year. So for me, it's a lock between those three. And then there's a last three years. Matt Ryan's the number one fantasy quarterback. Oh, I, I know he's super durable. Oh, I know. And that, but the thing is, go look at back at his years with Cutter. Cutter, it was a different team. Like he like Matt Ryan had his best year under Kyle Shanahan and then his second best year under Steve Sarkeesian that was trying to, to duplicate that Shanahan offense. So. I just feel like the the change in offense is going to affect him a little bit more than I would like. You know, Dirk Cutter just used Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston to put together the number two fantasy quarterback season combined. Wow. So, I mean, I, I, I don't mind Dirk Cutter going to Atlanta. I mean, he threw the ball an awful lot. And you've seen Matt Ryan, like his numbers increasing as Cutter was there. But... I just don't know if if it's like the best suit. I, I don't know. It's tough to say, but I can't fault the pick. I mean, we're in the what, you know, ninth, eighth or ninth round. Dude, I'm screwed now. QT was taking the pick right after me. Michael Gallup's gone. Anthony Miller was go- is gone. So I was like, okay, if I don't get QT, at least I'll get Gallup. So now I'm looking at Adam Humphreys, Marquise Goodwin, Robert Foster, Geronimo Allison. If I had DJ Moore instead of Derrick Henry there. I'd be feeling so good about myself. <laughs> I, but now I just feel like a big idiot. I mean, I'm still going to win the draft, but it could have been could have been amazing. So here's my question to you. Like you just said Michael Gallup's gone. And I've heard a lot of people talking on Twitter about how Michael Gallup is going to be one of their favorite picks next year. I need someone to enlighten me. Why? I mean, I liked Gallup. Air yards. I, I loved Gallup more than most going into the draft last year. He was kind of like, you know, Juju the year before. I liked Juju more than most. And then now people jumped on Juju and they love him. And I'm backed off a little bit. Gallup, I loved. I think I had him as my number two receiver. And then, like, now it's like with Amari there. Like, do you really think that the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to produce a top three running back, a top 12 receiver, and then another, you know, top 30 receiver? I don't think that there's room for it. Not top 30, but right now we're looking at wide receiver 47 is the top one on the board. Right, and that's the thing. I'll take anything I can get. I would say Gallup is fine there. Like, I'm not disagreeing with that. My disagreement is, like, why are people predicting him to be a breakout star? Like, No, that's I, I that doesn't make any sense at all to me. That's where, I mean, I, I just wanted to ask you about that because, like, I like Gallup. I just don't think that you could rely on him for starter production, like, all the time. I'm looking at Jamison Crowder, man. Uh, I'm pulling up his game log right now. Because towards the end of the season, he was better. Oh, don't don't look at it. Yep. I, I'm glad I looked at it because I was thinking about taking him. And obviously, we're not playing the season out, but I do want to have the best team possible. I love Robert Foster, but in PPR leagues, his stock takes a big drop. Adam Humphreys, I don't know what to think about this. I mean, what's the difference really between Adam Humphreys and Tyler Boyd? Is there one? I mean, Humphreys, <sighs> I, probably not. I mean, to be honest with you, because Humphreys... He's a smaller receiver, but the the volume he gets, you just have to wonder if his role changes with Arians now there. Yeah. He was the number 24 wide receiver this year over Larry Fitzgerald, Corey Davis, Golden Tate. Yep. If anything, that's a good thing for Mohamed Sanu, right? With Cutter going back to Atlanta. And obviously, you know, Sanu has had, he has produced in years past. Yeah. They're similar types of players, Humphreys and Sanu. Well, Sanu is big. Like he, he could be used in a lot of different ways. Well, I mean, they they're used in similar ways. Like I'm glad we brought him. I brought him up, Muhammad Sanu. If there's one player that I feel like is undervalued in PPR formats, it's Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, good call. The boom bust and everything between series that I do, Bobby. Every single year, I look at it, and Sanu is always like a guy that belongs in the top 45 receivers, but nobody wants to draft him because he's boring. Yeah, there's no big upside. Yeah, it's like the Gallup complex, like where you you like him and you you feel good about his production, but you don't feel like you could use him every week because Julio Jones is there Calvin Ridley's there uh, Austin Hooper took a step forward this year so it's like how many players can produce but every single year Muhammad Sanu gives a pretty solid floor 
There's a couple wide receivers I still like left, including Sanu, so I'm actually going to wait on wide receiver. I don't want to do one of those guys right now. I'm going to go get my fifth running back, and it's between Rashad Penny, Matt Breida, and Elijah McGuire. For me, I, I think Elijah McGuire is the most certain to get a lot of touches, and he could be really good. We saw at the end of the season, he was the man. Let's give Elijah McGuire a chance here. I like it. Um, Elijah McGuire, I, I, so they're, they seem to be the front runners for Le'Veon Bell, the Jets. That's what everybody seems to be saying, and I don't I don't know if that's the case. I mean, they have they, they have Isaiah Crowell there. Ah, uh, Kareem Hunt was just taken. I wanted him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to feel about all that. Um, the Jets running back situation, I, I just want them to rebuild the offensive line before I trust anybody there. Yeah, this is obviously not me saying that I condone Kareem Hunt's actions. I think you all are too small to know that, but I uh, wanted to mention it just in case there's some bonehead out there. Yeah, for sure. And so Kareem Hunt actually has been, um, he went at 7-12 in my draft. And people need to know, to know that he's already been suspended. He's suspended for the first, is it the six games I think he got? Yeah. When he comes back, though, he's going to be a starting running back. He's going to be a three down back. Um, and he's electric. He can do it in any offense. He's been linked to the Bears. And it's it's one of those things where it makes sense. Matt, uh, Matt Nagy, uh, going back to his time in KC, he obviously knows the running back. He knows the system. Uh, so that makes sense. There's some sense that, you know, Philadelphia would because if they move on from Jay Ajayi. Um, so we'll see where that happens. But understand that he's suspended for the first six games. And that that's really tough because that's the time that you need to be able to use the waiver wire uh, quite a bit. In the seventh round, you can't really fault someone for taking him there. Uh, Kenyon Drake is still available in mine. And we're at pick nine, six right now. Don't do it, Dags. Don't fall for it. Actually, you know what? You know what? The Dolphins get a coach in there that actually knows what's going on. And I would imagine Kenyon Drake actually gets touches. Yeah, I, I would like to think he would. I mean, Frank Gore was on a one-year deal. He says he wants to play again, and I'm sure he will. And he seemingly wants to stay in Miami. I, I don't know. It, it's really tough to say, but Kenyon, man, it's so tough to pass him up here. I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake just because like I can't pass up having a, a running back like that on my bench like I don't even need to use him as a player like he's someone I could rotate in and out with maybe a Jarek McKinnon or a James White if they have a tougher matchup so now that I have him quarterback is is rough I, I debated Jared Goff last round in the ninth but I was like eh, I'll wait now he's still there I'll put a tandem he's gone now Roethlisberger is the is the next best one on the board that's a great pick too he was the number three fantasy quarterback but I don't want Roethlisberger without Antonio Brown <laughs> I, I don't know if he's going to be there so it's like Baker Mayfield, Philip Rivers there. So I, I'd probably do like a tandem. You're not taking Baker over Big Ben, are you? I don't know. It's close. What about Lamar Jackson? Actually, I'm right next to each other in my rankings. Uh, Lamar Jackson, nah. Jimmy G. I'm going to go wide receiver. I'm actually going to, I'm waiting on quarterback. I'm not going to reach here. I'm going to go wide receiver. And it was someone I debated last round. Smokey John. I'm going to take John Brown here. I have no idea where he's going to wind up, but I highly doubt it's back in Baltimore. And John Brown showed this past year that he can stay healthy, that he can win in, in man coverage. He can beat anybody. Like, if you have a quarterback that can get him the ball, him and Lamar Jackson did not mesh at all. He was awesome with Flacco. He was. And that's with Flacco. And that's what I'm saying. John Brown is still at an age where he should be in his prime. I feel like he is a solid play. I'm going to go with John Brown here just because I, I'll take the chance of knowing someone's going to pick him up that's actually going to use him. Put John Brown on the Packers. How high are you taking him, Tags? Oh, man. Wide receiver 20? I won't go that high just because like he would still be new with Rodgers, and I still stand by the whole thing with Rodgers where he's a timing-based quarterback and he needs time to develop that relationship. But he would definitely shoot up boards. Like I know he would be drafted in the top 36 at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'd probably be willing to draft him as a top 36 receiver, but I wouldn't go up to like top 24 or anything. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do here because I don't like it. Obviously, I'm not going with another quarterback. Uh, the running backs 
There's some guys I like later on down. I'm going to take, I've already got five. I'm going to take more. Uh, CJ Anderson is still there. I'm going to get him later. I don't know where he's going to end up, but I think he's good enough to be a starter somewhere. And I think he'll uh, creep up draft boards as people start to realize that. I could go wide receiver, but Quincy Anun was the next guy I want, and he will still be there. So what I'm thinking right now is I'm going to go get one of these tight ends and use it as trade bait. It's not going to help me in the draft wizard rankings, but I don't have to worry about that because I've already got tags whooped. So this is what I would do in real life. I would go out there and get a second tight end and then trade him to a desperate team, and that's Delaney Walker. Uh, I'm going to grab him right now. And then I've got another pick. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I should get John. Now I'm going Delaney Walker. I'm sticking by my guns. All right, let's see. John Brown is there. Got to get him. All right, Tags, back to you. I've got three more picks. I think you have four more left. Oh, I'm stupid. C.J. Anderson was taken. I do have four. I, I'm not drafting C.J. Anderson. He's oh, Quincy Noon was taken too. Crud. Nice. Um, I'm going to take a pick here that people are going to be like scratching their heads at, but I actually love it. This is the time in the draft where I'm all about it. Ronald Jones, I'm going to add him to my team here because uh, I think that anybody can see whatever they've been doing in Tampa Bay ever since Cutter got there. It hasn't worked, whether it be Doug Martin, Charles Sims, Ronald Jones. Uh, last year, I mean, they had, you know, Peyton Barber, they had Jaquiz Rogers. None of it was working. OK, so I think it's a scheme thing. And you saw what happened to David Johnson once Bruce Arians was gone. Right. You saw him struggle. It was a team that was really struggling. I happen to think that Ronald Jones, people are, are expecting the Bucks to draft another running back. I don't. I think that they're, they're still going to give Ronald Jones a chance. I think there's other holes they need to fill on that team. And I think Ronald Jones, as of right now, th- you know, you're not going to find him this low uh, as the year, the year goes on if they don't draft a running back or whatever. But I happen to think that Ronald Jones is one of the best buy lows in Dynasty right now. I think he's a he's an excellent guy if you can get him on the cheap, um, that he might be a starting running back, and I think he's better than you think. If they had any offensive line, he would have been fine. I think Ronald Jones is going to be fine. Um, you know, all those people that say running backs don't matter, and then they tell you that Ronald Jones sucks, they're, they're, like, they're literally contradicting themselves. So um, you can't just say that running backs don't matter, and then the guy that's going to carry the ball that was drafted in the second round doesn't matter. He does matter. He sucks for fantasy because of the situation he was in but who knows what it's going to be next year that's what i'm saying bruce arians coming there i ronald jones is uh is not a bad value here in the 11th round and now i'm looking at it and i should probably i mean getting roethlisberger this late i feel like no way everybody else has a quarterback i think because 11 of 12 quarter yeah 11 have been drafted already so i'm getting i'm the last person to draft a quarterback which is fine by me so you're cheating i mean i'm gonna pair him with another one because i I don't trust Roethlisberger on a weekly basis. Like he's terrible on the road. Um, if they trade away, you're going to get Josh Allen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Josh Allen. I mean, somebody's going to next year. It might work, dude. I mean, it might work. <laughs> I know it's so stupid. He's going to be a streamer for sure. Yeah. All right. So you're going with big Ben then I did. Yeah. I chose Roethlisberger and it's back to me for round 12. Is that right? Yep. I don't know why, but I have been overlooking Marquez Valdez Scantling as an option. He's still on the board. I need my fourth wide receiver. And uh, one of these guys is going to be a big guy for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Valdez Scantling is a great athlete. He's now been in the system for two years. We saw flashes of him being really good. He was on the field a lot more towards the end of the season. I think he passes Geronimo Allison. Randall Cobb's gone. I think uh, Valdez Scantling is going to be Aaron Rodgers number two this year. I'll grab him now. Yeah, Valdez Scantling played a lot better when he was asked to play the slot and in place for Randall Cobb. And when they asked him to play on the perimeter, he was not nearly as good. So I'm really curious to see what Green Bay does um, because they really don't have anybody on the depth chart outside of uh, Devontae Adams and Geronimo Allison who have worked with Aaron Rodgers for a long time. Valdez Scantling is the next closest thing, him and Equinemia St. Brown. But St. Brown doesn't play the slot. So 
I think Valdez Scaling is going to be the starting slot receiver for the the Packers in 2019. So getting him here is, yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer to me, yeah. All right, a couple other guys I'm thinking about here for my next pick. Uh, Antonio Callaway. Now that they've got uh, Freddie Kitchens running the show in Cleveland, I think it's going to be a lot better. Baker Mayfield was excellent once Freddie Kitchens uh, became their offensive coordinator there. And Callaway's a big play threat. I don't really feel comfortable starting most weeks, so I'm going to pass here. I could go down and get Jalen Richard if I need another running back because it's PPR. I think you could play him in the flex almost every single week. Um, But I'm going to do something that is going to turn some heads, not because it turns heads, but because I think there's some upside here. And I know it's going to make a lot of you cringe, but... Devontae Parker is really talented. He's going to be out of Miami. I don't know where he ends up. It could be great. Maybe he ends up in Indianapolis. It could be terrible. Maybe he ends up somewhere like Miami and he doesn't do anything. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe he fakes an injury. I don't know, but there's upside here. Yeah, Devontae Parker, I'm really curious to see what Miami does because like, this is a situation where they're expected to move on from him. I don't know for for certain yet, um, but it, it seems like they're expected to. Him and Tannehill, they're looking to move on from, but that team has so many holes, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I have no issue with that pick. I mean, I like Devontae Parker as a player, and I think he's better than people think, just on a very bad team. All right, man, it is back to you. All right, well, I... You know, you led the way with the Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and that's where I'm going. You know, if he's a starting slot receiver for Aaron Rodgers and... I mean, that's, that's got value this late in the draft. And if something, if there were an injury in front of him to maybe like if, if Devontae Adams got hurt, if Geronimo Allison got hurt again, you know, you're going to see a much bigger role. Uh, so to know that he's got some chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, I will take Valdez Scantling. All right. And it is your next pick. And then we each have one more. All right. So yeah, we have one, I have one more pick here and, um, Oh, this is your last pick. Okay. Yeah, this is my last pick. Don't screw it up. So, yeah, I've got a couple of running backs, a couple of wide receivers in the bench. We did short benches. Typically, we do longer than this um, just because. But as I mentioned, I do not feel comfortable with Ben Roethlisberger on a weekly basis. So, I'm not going to sit here and do that. And by the way, I, I want to address this. And so many people will tell you that, you know, like you, you'll hear a lot of experts or analysts in the industry tell you that you shouldn't draft two quarterbacks. And I'm I'm of that mindset typically. Um, but at the same time, I'm okay with it, depending on how your league handles the quarterback position. If you, if everyone in your league is grabbing two quarterbacks in a 12 team league, your streaming options are going to be extremely limited. So you can't just say, Oh, just play the, just play the streaming game. If you're playing the bottom six to eight quarterbacks every single week, sometimes you're not going to find those And quarterback scoring is so high with the NFL scoring going up and up and up quarterbacks. You do have to hit on them uh, the majority of the time. So I'm going to just play it safe here. I'm just going to take Baker Mayfield and stream him with big Ben. That sounds good, man. That's a good pick. I'm not going to do that because I've met Ryan and he's really durable. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't mind. I agree. You've you've really talked me into that over the years that in a lot of these home leagues where 24 quarterbacks are being drafted, if you don't get one, you're streaming, I mean, Sam Darnold or uh, Joe Flacco, something like that. I don't know if Blake Bortles is going to be a starter next year, but you might have to be streaming him. So I would rather avoid that. Um, I'm looking at high-end Backup running backs, the guys we draft every single year. Tags our last two years, we've nailed it, right? We said draft Kareem Hunt, draft Alvin Kamara. Uh, this year it was uh, James Conner. And you want to go get those guys. At this point in the offseason, we don't know who those guys are. Maybe it's Chase Edmonds. I don't know if you want the backup running back in Arizona. He looks fine. Justin Jackson was awesome, but Austin Eckler's still there as well. I thought it was going to be John Kelly, but then they went and signed C.J. Anderson. He was ready. Rod Smith seems to be the backup in Dallas, but we don't exactly know what they're going to do this offseason. I'm going to skip that right now and go get another wide receiver. And for me, it's going to be Equinamia St. Brown. I don't know what he's going to be. I don't know if he's still even going to be on the Packers, but there's a chance he starts with Aaron Rodgers. 
I will buy that right now. I do believe he's, uh, I, I think there's a chance he starts over Geronimo Allison. I mean, Allison has, has always been a guy where people... Maybe even over Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I don't know. There's a chance he's the number two. Yeah, there definitely is. And um, so, I mean, Allison has the chemistry with him. And like, I think they want it, they'll give him the heads up. But to know that, you know, St. Brown got some chemistry this year, like he did play more towards the end of the year. I do believe that it's a good pick. I mean, you tie yourselves to bench players that have massive upside, and I think he's one of those guys that does. And by the way, right now, that, that running back talking about in the later rounds, it could be Ronald Jones. It, it really could be. You're right. All right, man. So I got my score. I thought it was going to be like a 97, 98, 99. I was wrong. You actually have a chance to beat me. Let's see if you pulled it off. What'd you get? What'd you get? I won is what happened. Oh, no. Are you serious? I did. I got a 92. I got a 94. No way, dude. Your team is horrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Your team's really good, but not as good as my team. I, I feel I feel good about my team, actually. Like, this is one of those teams I look back at. And I, I I mean, it's not to say I couldn't have done better. And I think I'll learn throughout the offseason, but I really do like it. I was surprised at some of the players. Like, my bench, I, I was just really surprised to get some of those players on my bench. Okay, so uh, what is your score here? Mine's 1150. All right, all projected standing. So, like, yeah, second place by three points. Yeah, when you're watching on YouTube, you could see all the stuff that we're seeing right now. So, projected standings 1124 for my team. Okay, so my score was higher, but you probably are first in your league. Is that it? I am first in my league, yes. Okay, so that's why you had a higher score, but my team is better. You drafted with guys that didn't know what they were doing. You drafted a public <laughs> league, a friends league, that people didn't know what they were doing. I'm, I'm sure our de- Somebody in my league got a 987. What's your worst score? I'd like to just say that the devs, thank you guys for giving Bobby the, the, the public league, giving me the expert league. Ridley me this. Whatever helps boost your confidence. <laughs> Hey, hey, this is four in a row. Four in a <laughs> row, Bobby. Now I own this throne. Uh, but no, seriously. So I, I really do like my team. Like going through it, I'll, I'll I'll rattle it off real quick. Hold on a second. The reason you won is because you drafted a backup quarterback. My starters are by far the best in the league. My bench is eighth. I didn't draft a tight end, uh, backup tight end, and you did. So boom. See, I told you that was going to hurt me, though. <laughs> But I'm straight. I'm not playing Roethlisberger every week. I'm not dumb enough to do that. But uh, so Ben Roethlisberger is my starter. Uh, maybe for week one, maybe it's Baker Mayfield. Uh, those are my two quarterbacks. My running backs are Melvin Gordon, Carryon Johnson, uh, James White, Jarek McKinnon, Kenyon Drake, and Ronald Jones. My wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Marvin Jones, uh, John Brown, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And my tight end is OJ Howard. Your team is really good. I like it. I But listen to the best team. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it also ranks you at position. So I have the number one flex because I drafted Chris Carson and Derrick Henry there. Number two running backs, Saquon Barkley and Aaron Jones. Number three tight ends. I got George Kittle. My bench is number seven. My quarterback is number eight because of Matt Ryan, but I've got him number three. So I'm pumped about that. Here's what killed me. Wide receiver is number 12. And I would wager it's not even close because not only am I number 12 overall, my wide receiver one is number 12, Chris Godwin. My wide receiver two is number 12, Mike Williams. Wide receiver three is number 12, John Brown. That is ugly. Wait, so, wow, Mike Williams was your wide receiver two? Yes. Wait, Godwin was your one? Yes. See, no, so, so hold on, going back, let's let's dissect this for a quick second. Doing this over, like, are you going to over like rethink the whole idea of taking a tight end in the second or third round? Oh, I don't have to think about it. I'm, well, I, I'm still doing that. There's no doubt about it. The The thing that I'm rethinking is Derrick Henry as my fourth running back when I could have got DJ Moore. And you can go back into your drafts. So what I'm going to do here is I can go to uh, final draft board, I believe it is. And you can go, I'm going to find it right here. Derrick Henry. 
I can click redo and I will restart the draft at round five and I can finish it out and just go DJ more from there and see how it ends up. And I guarantee I would like my team so much better. But you know what's funny, Bobby? You can't do that because you lost. Well, I can't do that. That's fine. I will let you win this one. I just did a fantasy baseball mock draft today and I won that. So, you know, first place, second place in uh, two drafts, I'll take it. Well, when you need someone to teach you how to draft, Bobby, just come to me, buddy. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> All right. That was a lot of fun. And we are going to be doing a lot more of these in the off season. Also a ton of NFL draft content. Uh, Tags, you are, you dove into that head first, right? Yeah, for sure. So like, obviously coming up through the off season, we're going to be talking about the NFL draft. I'm going to get you guys ready to, to know not, not just the, the results after the draft, but going into it, who should you want your favorite team to draft? If you're looking for a wide receiver, running back, tight end quarterbacks, we're going to cover them all. We're going to cover all free agency. We're going to be here for you all off season last, last week. I know we didn't have an episode, but that was like a, a different type of week going forward. We will have at least one episode every single week. Yep, sounds good. And don't forget to sign up for the DraftKings contest. If you make your first deposit for $5 or more, you instantly receive a free entry for the big game contest. That's a $10 value. Watch your team rack up points and compete for first place by going to fantasypros.com slash DraftKings. For Mike Tagliere, I'm Bobby Sylvester. Thanks for listening and enjoy your football. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve.